Hey y'all, this is your host London Harper here. Thanks all again for listening to Cinephiles and Movie Podcast. I'd like to just say that there's a few kinks within the episode. We're just testing out some recording software, so just bear with us as we go through this time of just learning how to do it all. And thanks again for listening. To the short parking lot. (laughs) And literally, this dude had his cart behind him, and he was loading his stuff into his trunk. (laughs) fuck are you doing? Uh Nothing. But yeah, he's loading his stuff into his trunk. The cart's behind him. And I'm walking by. I'm across the aisle in the parking lot. It starts rolling away from him. And I sprint across. And I could have said anything along the lines of, hey, man, your cart, anything like that. No. I scream, oh, grab the cart and stop it. He turns around, sees that what was happening, and then also responds with, oh, and then grabs the cart. And then didn't say a word. So you guys I didn't were just say saying, oh. Yeah, I said oh. oop, he said oop, and then oh. he, he pretty much thanked and me with oh. his eyes, and then I walked away. So, <laughs> I feel like ting, ting, I was away ting, from ting, this group ting, of people ting, for ting, two weeks, yeah. because I live at UC, right? And then suddenly I come back, and suddenly just everyone's saying oh every other word. There's no substance to oh. it. It's the equivalent of saying yikes when somebody's telling you that their mom has cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it's the equivalent of saying oof, sorry your grandpa died. Yeah. No, it's the verbal equivalent of lol. It doesn't mean what it used to mean no, anymore. That was totally... There. I don't know what it ever meant. It was like suddenly one day I walked in and then suddenly everyone's throwing this word at me. There's no context, there's no substance. Yeah. It's meaningless. It's and an, it doesn't have a meaning it never did to it's me. An, it's an interjection that expresses surprise. That's like dealing with the group from, like, Beachwood days. Like, if you were sick for a day, you would come back. There's a new, like, word. There's some new somebody joke, came up some with. new yeah. thing that you just will never understand yeah. for the rest of your life. Because if you weren't there for it, if you weren't there, yeah. and people started there saying were too many. hope, you come back and you're just so confused. Was, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Also, uh, new development that I've uh, come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, over summer and into fall... When we start planning house yep. stuff. Are you guys moving into a house? Yeah. Uh, my parents are thinking about... We have tentative plans right uh, now. They're thinking about buying a house in Ludlow and then renting it out to us. And it's going to be like four people. Like me, Carter, Juan and Silas. And since it's over summer, I can schedule my classes for next semester around it. Yeah. If I was wow. trying to commute there from Ludlow right now, I'd be kind of fucked. But... but um, when I have like an actual room that I can like work with, I'm going to get a actual like gaming computer and like whole setup and everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Twitch. There you go. Yeah. Nathan's talked about doing that, but he's too lazy to even start. I'm not gonna do gaming stuff. I'm gonna do more entertainment stuff. Oh, yeah. Like dealing with like chat and like talking to them and like engaging, like being an entertainer. Yeah. 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 I don't want to just play a game and just not talk. Mm. I want to have like the chat. Well, there are people that play games and talk too. Yeah. I mean, they interact. Exactly. I'll I'll like do that, but then have games where like I ask the chat, like, what should I do, guys? (laughs) Like. Mm-hmm. Do I kill this person or do I not? Like, what do I do here? And then let them decide. Or you can be like Ninja where you have your own shoes now. That's not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not. Also, he has a lot of things now. <laughs> yeah. Side note. Uh, when we get into house, I very much want the group to have like a collective YouTube channel because you know for a fact. I'll be on that. that I literally have been talking about yes. this. The Milk Store. That's our name. That's our brand. <laughs> what? The Milk Store. We introduce ourselves. Hi, yes. I'm. 
I'm a Boney Blake, Calcium Kevin, Dairy Daniel, Milk Mark. There is limitless possibility. Calcium here. Calvin. Calcium Calvin. Yeah. Or you could do... Uh, I took Lactose Larry already. Yeah, Lactose Larry. That's Vitamin D David. I am going to contact your dad once we get this house. If we get this house, because if he approves... Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna approach him with all the safety precautions that I'm going to come up with. Yeah, and I'm going to bring up Iron Kirby. Oh my god, you want to do this? I with do want to do it. How big is Iron Kirby? Iron Kirby is going to be the size. Andrew of Andrew Harris ball. would probably help you do it. So. I will not let him anywhere near that much thermite. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, Never. he and that, it's Kirby. It's literally molten iron, and yes, it's going to be. A Are Kirby. you gonna buff it and shine it? <laughs> Yes, there will be. There will have to be daily care for the Kirby because he will rust. He will be pure iron. <laughs> I mean, we can plate him with copper because that's not hard to do. If we have our hands on that much thermite, what about a steel Kirby? See, the thing is, I don't have the. I don't have steel. The, we can easily get our hands on molten iron because it's literally rust and aluminum powder, and then we set it on fire with a Fourth of July sparkler. Yeah, and then we funnel it into the Kirby shape. Yeah. That's for, what I'm for, thinking. For molten steel, we would have to make something that burns hotter than <laughs> jet fuel. So Hey, it, it's a possibility. I'm not making a furnace in our backyard. I'll make a giant okay. funnel and a giant Kirby cast, but I'm not going to make a furnace. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Because also, we, like I steel said... Steel Kirby's just, later down in the road. We can just plate... Yes, I'm It's not taken that. out of... We can plate it's not, it's not Iron out. Kirby... To prevent rust. Like I said, it is very easy to coat something in copper because all you do is you put like copper wool into a tub and then you just electrify the water and then it like transfers or something. The only problem I see is getting the eyes done if you're doing a copper coating. How would you do the eyes? Just, just paint over the paint over the copper? Yeah, you'd block them with something. Okay. Because I, I, the eyes could remain iron. Or we could just coat the eyes with something else. Hmm. You what? Is that your mom? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure she's a little tipsy right now. <laughs> fun fact, Diet Coke does not stain. So I think this is going to be fun to do, seeing as Max has only seen half the movie. And I've seen, or he's seen none, I've of, seen the none of the movie. Actually, I've, I've seen none of the movie. Actually, I've been described. I've been described one scene from this movie. Uh, I like how I looked at the TV and see Minecraft. Uh, <laughs> I've been described one scene from this movie, and this movie, by the way, is uh, um, what is it? Between two ferns? I don't know. Why am I describing this? I haven't seen this. Say it. <laughs> Between London. two ferns, the movie. Yeah, the, there's not much to describe. Between two ferns. If you've seen a movie, if you've seen the interviews, it's a movie about it. So obviously, you got. Um, I almost, said, I almost said Jim Gaffigan. Uh, they're on. It. They're on the same energy though. One's Zam, just a redhead. Sam <laughs> Galifianakis. So, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, so you have this guy um, on the internet over here. Uh, he's on YouTube. Was that what it was, or was it a? I, think I thought it was, it was a, a funnier weird, die bit. It was yeah. a weird funnier die thing. But um, then they put it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but did it actually start on public access because they're planning up this whole bit that it started on public yeah, access it started on funny or die. yeah funny yeah. or die is like a thing that they just put on like amazon prime youtube like anything really that you No can I knew that I knew that but they they the whole story that's getting played out here is that Will Ferrell picked it up from public <laughs> access and put it on funny or die Probably not it's probably not the lore 
It's fake lore, fake news. Okay, I'm about to the, the bio for it, or like the, the whole little thing about it on Google, Zach Galifianakis hits the road to do celebrity interviews to restore his reputation. <laughs> That's definitely not it, because there is no reputation restoration here. I mean, he did almost kill Matthew McConaughey. That's the scene that I was described. Okay, okay well, so hold on, hold on. Before you continue... I think we can need I, to introduce can ourselves. I badly describe it, by the way, like when we get to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Okay, thank you. Okay, so welcome to Cinephiles uh, Movie Podcast. I'm Lennon Harper, one of your four hosts. I'm Blake Thompson. I'm here in, as the resident doctor for the medical industry. Yeah, what do we? Us. What do we do here? What, London? What do you? What do you uh, describe yourself as? Um, college dropout. All right, <laughs> and proud of it. <laughs> You watch a lot of movies. Yeah, I do. Too many Blu-rays. You play a lot of video games. No, not really. To be completely honest, Minecraft. No, I'm Minecraft on the screen. I'm either at work or watching movies. To be completely honest, that he made me play Minecraft last night. (laughs) I told him I wasn't going to have a good time. Guess what? (laughs) Ten minutes later, I was not having a good time. So you're playing this like this like adventure thing where it's just like a bunch of little challenges and like whoever wins the challenge first gets a point and then and or our other friend he quit in the process of playing and because then... you knew all the mini games and I didn't even know how to play Minecraft anymore I haven't picked it up in a year it's not that hard to play Minecraft but playing they specific added a lot. challenges is like playing basketball no, without was, telling your opponent the rules it was like a room full of like. It was a room full of gravel. It's fine. It's fine. It's a room full of gravel. I had a diamond shovel, and it said, make some wild thing that wasn't even in the game oh, yet. Oh, you had to make... Okay, there was a pile of gravel and a pile of sand. Are we here make, to talk about movies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll but it's You fine. had to make concrete powder. And... To be concrete powder, I didn't even know <laughs> yeah. concrete was a possible thing in this game. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, Blake, what do you do? So... I'm a pre-med student, hopefully going to med school soon, hopefully going to Japan sometime within the next year. Mm. I weeb. play a lot of video games. I spend games. a lot of time outside. So League of Legends is one of my greatest vices. Mm. Super yeah. Smash Brothers Melee is one of my League greatest vices. I got a couple vices. It's not as bad as it was back when I was like 14, still playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, mm. like all the time. Yeah. But I got a life now in front of me. I got things to do besides playing video games. You gotta take like, care be here to talk about movies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm Silas. Oh, there he is. Oh. That's his name. Oh. Uh, Silas Peterman. I am a physics major. Switched from engineering because Enid Bad. Uh, you care to elaborate on what that is? Enid Bad. No, I mean, we'll you don't do have that to. Some other time. We'll okay. Do that some other time. I actually don't know what Enid. Even we'll get is. into I know it it's later, something about engineering. <laughs> Your resident diet coke addict. Uh, he I can work eat in the theater. So I can many eat tremendous meals. amounts of food. And my friends hate me because I don't gain a single pound. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't really do much else with my life other than hang out with friends. Uh, only video game I ever play is Skyrim. Well, I okay. Let me talk about your diet for a second. I want to go back to that. So I can I consider myself a pretty healthy guy. I have right? more things to and, say for you. Yeah, and then, and then with a bit in a, the span of about ten minutes, maybe two weeks ago, I watched this man eat twenty chicken nuggets down 
essentially a gallon of Diet Coke mm -hmm. and then an entire <laughs> box of powdered donuts. I'm ta not talking like yeah. six donuts. I'm not talking 12 donuts. We're talking about 20 powdered donuts. Well, in the last week, we went to Kroger like, like three right, times okay, well, and he picked up 12 glazed, like jumbo glazed donuts, <laughs> ate through those, yes. ate a whole can of Pringles. And then two days later, he also got a mini cheesecake and ate that entire oh, no. thing. No, 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 we no. Split that was that. a mini red velvet cake. Mini red velvet. Yeah, the cheesecake was at the twenty first party. No, 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 no. Did like, he get another a one? Days ago. Remember, we were in Kroger, and you asked the girl, and it was in the fridge. Oh yeah. You ate an. You ate another one. So you ate a red velvet <laughs> cake and a cheesecake. This was all in the matter of a week. Wow. <laughs> and this man looks no different. You keep eating those Krabby Patties. Or you what I had to, it wasn't really a comment on your diet itself. Uh, I was kind of intrigued. Has this been done before where you uh, eat a Mentos and then chug Diet Coke? I've done that before. It I hurts. Have, it hurts so much. I have done So this. what happens when you eat the Mentos, drink the Diet Coke? Because well, I don't think I've I seen this before. I haven't eaten it. Like I what put it in my mouth. And so it's like that the reaction. Like pill. And you got to like, well, I haven't swallowed it. So like I've done it where I put it in my mouth and then get some Diet Coke. And then we just try and keep it in our mouth as long as possible. So, and it's so like, my idea is you do that, amazing. but you eat as much mashed potatoes as possible right afterwards <laughs> just to block your gullet. It has nowhere to go but downwards. See it's what like happens. Glue. Yeah. It just seals it in. But, I actually have done some research on this, and okay. I have done it. Okay. Uh, if you intend to do this at home, first off, I don't recommend it. It's horrible, it's painful, and there's nothing good to be gained from it. But T Coming from a man who's stuck his balls in soy sauce, he knows what he's science, talking about. Though. But if you are interested, I do know the reason that it reacts so violently is because there are a whole bunch of tiny pockets on the surface of a Mentos yeah. that makes the bubbles in the Coke form a lot faster. And so if you swallow it, you have to chug the Coke extremely quickly afterwards and you cannot chew the Mentos because yeah. it gets rid of Swallow it like a pill surface. and just squeeze the bottle. Yes. <laughs> Make it go down your throat. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> but I feel like physics plays a part in this. You can't be standing up. I feel like you have to chug it and then lay down flat and just make a straight line for this thing to explode <laughs> this out of his head. Okay, if you want the foam to get out of you as quickly as possible, probably I didn't try laying down. But if like you if don't you... lay down, what effectively happens is all that gas stays in your body and you let out the most <laughs> gut-wrenching burp that will ever be conceived by humans. <laughs> what if you were to go upside down? Upside down, you will throw yeah. up. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> didn't try it because I didn't have to. I know, no doubt in my mind, you will throw up. Well, uh, <laughs> well, isn't science great? Well, what what if it's like the? Uh, have you seen the guy with the hot dog where he inhales it and then he has to like make a straight line for that, that thing to <laughs> fly out? You just have to do that with the coke. We can do it right now. Or not. No. We don't have enough. Not right now. Okay, what movie did we watch this week? Hang on. Uh, uh, who is this man that's been talking a lot? How's it going, guys? That's, that's not weird. Uh, hey. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Max Brummer. Um, your boy's a film major. And Silas, what you doing over there? London's making faces. Keep going, man. Yeah, so I'm a film major. Um, I don't really use it a lot. I make dumb videos. Uh, you, it'll probably get linked somewhere, but they're they're pretty dumb. I haven't really learned a lot, and I've paid a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I've I've paid too much money for it. I was thinking the other day. I was like, if I just wanted to be a Twitch streamer and then also 
want to be like a YouTube creator. I'm paying a lot of money to be that. Yes, sir. So yeah, it's been a it's been a good thing. But I'm two and a half years in, so there's no going back now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll make a movie at some point. I got one question for y'all real quick before we get into the movie of the week. And that the movie of the week was between two friends, the movie. What oh, are was your it, favorite was movies? It between, was it between two friends, the movie? Yeah. Wait, just said that. Wait. <laughs> really? Yes. You didn't watch wait, the it. the show or the movie? Oh, is, <laughs> wait, like the, okay. Like the, the series of shorts. Between online? two is friends, that, the movie. Okay. Okay. Is that the one with Obama? <laughs> yeah. One yeah, of them. Yeah. yeah. One of them okay. had Obama. Mobamba. <laughs> well, what's your favorite movies, boys? Yeah. So, uh, what are your favorite movies? <laughs> um, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, it's gonna be G Force, starring Sam Rockwell. Can I talk about G Force real quick? Can I give a hot take? <laughs> sure. G Force was one of the earliest movies I remember going to uh, the theater, the one in, by us, Florence. Um, you know, not gonna lie, actually, same. Yeah, I went with Zach Anderson. Uh, Wild. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he he's a guy we worked with. You all will definitely meet. He him came back you know, along the road, um, but that's when they had a fancy, crazy, uh, what is it like, self playing piano? Which they I remember that. Have. Yeah, I remember with, that. That they didn't have when I started working there. It went so downhill by the time I started working there because they had what was it? They had a piano. That was self-playing in the lobby. Then they also had four separate projectors it's that played six. four. It's six. Six projectors. that played movie trailers of upcoming movies all around the ceiling. It was wild. Now it's just run down. We have really bad pizza. Well, it's not we anymore. I quit. Fun fact: uh, lobby still has the projectors. Yeah, I know. I see it. it yeah, was, it was cheaper to unplug them so they don't work anymore. Yeah, so that they're not using electricity. But it was also cheaper just to leave them up. Yeah, they're also dark enough that they blend in with the black ceiling, so they're, they're just so assuming just there. that they're there. So if anybody wants free projectors, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I went to see G Force. I swear that movie had the greatest twist of all time, and I stand by that wholeheartedly. I never saw it coming. Yeah. Even though his, he was a mole. He was the mole. <laughs> Nicholas oh, Cage that, speckles the mole. That was Nicholas Cage? It was Nicholas Cage. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. You haven't just, seen no. G-Force? No. <laughs> for those of you interested, the DS game for G-Force, also excellent. <laughs> they have a lot of really weird D, like DS games. Like uh, I saw there was a Club Penguin DS game today. I think there were two or three. had a full soundtrack of The Spy Yes. version yeah yes. where you just played the spy stuff that's because that was the best part it had a full soundtrack like like i want to say symphony but it was probably just one dude on a laptop that created this thing in like a weekend. oh yeah but it sounds good i listened to it it was wild but uh i also have the pop tropica yes DS game where it's straight up a port of the online original website like i don't think it went to big nates it just stopped before that well before i mean i'm not gonna lie that was kind of like when pop Tropica died when they oh 100 percent. and it's just you get in the balloon and you go to the island have you guys you logged on games. to pop Tropica recently no define recently because i did try about um, a year and a half ago and it, same it's yeah yeah it's wild yeah they had it so much there's are people still playing is it yeah still yeah. yeah it's very accurate. you know it's wild the guy what is it jeff kenny the guy who wrote diary of a kid helped make that game yeah it's insane <laughs> wow isn't there a diary of a kid island 
Yeah. Oh my God. Can we? <laughs> we live in a society. We live Can a society. we also <laughs> take a minute to appreciate how exclusive? Going back to Club Penguin, how exclusive the actual spy program within the online community was. Yeah. Because what was the requirement <laughs> I made, to get? I made a agency? new you account. Had, you had to have a friend. It was some Illuminati stuff. Yeah. You actually had to have a friend recommend you to something that wasn't even a real person, and they scanned your character's data. And if you were like a high enough, I forget if they had like a leveling system or something, Dude, or if you, like I don't a know, you just like high scores in but games or something. Basically, there was some criteria that you had to be met that this computer would find, and then you had to have a recommendation from someone that was in it to begin with. So that brings yeah. up the question: Who was the root of the entirety of Club? Who Spies? was patient zero and then of Spy? It, it was just corona. madly exclusive. <laughs> we had fights in my elementary school because kids would not let other kids into the spy organization because we oh, had a, man. we had we had you specific just... people that would like there was a committee that was like the ones that would allow people from our school to join the spies and club penguin. Yeah. What I feel like could have taken the spy organization to the next level is if there'd been two rival agencies inside yeah. Club Penguin yeah. and you could only join one or the other and they I competed agree. with each other. Okay, you just brought up a thing like Deep archived in my mind. So do you guys remember in Webkins? So on the topic of like kids online games, how in Webkin Webkins there's like the whole thing where like some dude would get on your profile and just kill your animals. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I I didn't play Webkins. I had a tree frog. I put him in. I put him into the system. And uh yeah, he's still there today. <laughs> I know, rotting. all mine are still there he's too. He's probably rotting. Yeah, you He's have dead. to like actually pay money to play it now. Yeah. Like, I mean, you did to buy the animal. Well, you but, have to like, buy a digital animal, but now you have to buy like a subscription. There's yeah, like a, there's like a running charge Black. to use the thing that you already yeah, paid. Yeah, thanks, Microsoft, good. freaking Xbox Live. You started it. Um, no, no <laughs> they the, did. I, you know, I actually had a Webkins, and I was so excited. And the first day that I brought it in and actually did it, because I was in the after school program at my elementary school. And every day they would pretty much just send us into the computer lab and we would just do whatever we wanted. Yeah. And I brought in my webkins and I was like so excited to do this. First day I brought it in, left my account open. Uh, someone <laughs> transferred over to my computer, reamed this man. This this animal <laughs> was no longer savable. He was gone. Wait, the, what do you mean? Like uh, digitally? Yeah. I lost cause. Okay. They pretty much just deleted my account. That sucks. That is beautiful. I but thought you were going to say they sodomized your poor animal or something, traumatized <laughs> oh, no, it beyond no, recognition. The, no, the, the animal itself, the stuffed animal, was at my house. I brought the tag so that I could use the code in the game at, while I was at school. So, stuffed animal was fine, but the uh, the poor digital one was mistreated and then deleted. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this all started from GeForce. Thank you, boy. <laughs> no problem, guys. Great to be here. So, Silas? Yes, my favorite movie is, as everyone who knows me knows, Baby Driver, without a doubt. Oh, no yeah. hesitation. 100%. Yeah, um, this man keeps a copy in his car at all times. Yes, I That's do. wild. Yes, I do. It's wild uh, Yeah, I watched that movie. I did not work at the theater yet, so I paid for every single one of these tickets. I saw that movie over 30 times in theaters. What's the What? Appeal. Did you not know this? No. Oh, yes, I watched that movie over 30 times in theaters. Uh, so, <laughs> what's the appeal? What's, like, is it the... The character development? Is it the music? Is it the way it's shot? It, Do you just like cars? In, in a short term, it is everything. I have But what pulled you in the second man. time? What pulled me in the second time? Yeah. The music and the cars. Those are the two biggest things. Okay. But the other It's a fun movie. Yeah. 
Because yeah, red cars not, and blue cars. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It, it's my favorite Fox. movie. I did, I was not going back for the plot. There are some. There are not frequent plot holes, but there are massive plot holes. For anyone that sees it, <laughs> yeah. you'll know what I'm talking about. When you know he had the option to get out, and he didn't take it. And I've rewatched it several times. Of of the heist. Like he, the the he, big one when it went wrong. Yeah. Like he got like just one, driven the away. The one that he didn't want to do. Yeah. You knew he didn't want to do it. Like we went through that. It was definitely way. forced. Uh, what is it? Like just bad things happening. Like all of this stuff was happening. Yeah. And it didn't really have to. Like when like they the caught lady, him. When they she, caught him with his little recorder. Yeah. You know? He had a way out. And he didn't take it. Yeah. That's a big old plot hole for me. That's true. But luckily, I'm not going back for the plot. It's right behind you. Oh, yeah. It's right behind me. But uh, <laughs> he has a poster. Baby driver poster. But uh, poster. yeah, no, I was not going back for the plot, but I was going back because the car is phenomenal. It yeah. features a 2018 Dodge Challenger Demon SRT. I love the WRX. Favorite car ever. The first WRX, one. also yeah. phenomenal. Great. Uh, so, cars. Phenomenal. Music, phenomenal. Kevin Spacey, phenomenal. Mm, oh, See, mm. okay, that's a little bit of a meme, but like, Kevin he actually Spacey. was. The man can do horrible things, but this man in this movie, yeah, impeccable. So real quick, do we want to mention, is he killing his accusers? Is that what's been happening? Because I don't know if you guys saw this. His I'm videos. Not, I, not yeah, I don't know. So around Christmas, he started posting videos of himself in character as oh, yeah. Frank Underwood. Started last year. In the yeah. kitchen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There was one in front of a fire for Christmas, like yeah. a Yuletide yeah. setting. And he was saying, you know, things along the lines of, I'll make them pay. The reckoning is coming. Kind of what Papa John's been yeah. saying recently. Yeah, I was about to say, he's on some <laughs> big Papa John's energy. Exactly. And around the same time he, he posted this video, three of his accusers just died. Are you for real? Three. And because they're dead, the charges are being dropped. Should we look at Papa Why? John's as well? If people are dying? Is, are they doing like this whole thing? <laughs> well, I where... haven't seen any Papa John Yuletide threatening videos yet. Just the well, just the day just of reckoning day coming. Of reckoning. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that day of reckoning. How many like, pizzas did he eat? Forty something in like forty, 40 pizzas. <laughs> Wasn't it one month? Forty pizzas yeah. in one month. Yeah. And he said That's the quality disgusting. was going down. I think I he was talking about slices. Control, like there's no way. I think he was. Can you look at it, even if it was a slice? He's still eating. Too many pizzas every single day. <laughs> so sweaty. Yeah, that man's constantly burning calories just by breathing. <laughs> Not enough. Massive calories. calories. Massive calories. But he his intake, his intake's just fueling it. Uh gosh. Yeah. Uh, what is it? My favorite movies. Um what we got? We got No Country for Old Men, of course. I've been saying that for a while. Though I don't know, it it depends on the mood, really. No Country for Old Men. I like Interstellar. Interstellar is great. Classic. Um, Your Name. That's my weep side coming up. Okay. What about um, Paul Blart? And, of course, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. A I knew classic. it was coming. I knew it was coming. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is a The funny thing is it like wasn't even on like the top of his head. He, he didn't even say it first. I was thinking about it before when you <laughs> I mean, said it at the very beginning. Now, see, Max got four. We all got one. Put on the spot, I did forget about it. But In his defense, though, it should just be an unspoken. Yeah, okay. it's, best movie well, okay, these people forever. don't know that yet. Let me tell you, audience, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is just a masterpiece of comedy and the pinnacle of Kevin James' career. 
he really just he can't get better than that. If he tries to make a third, hopefully it's just as good. But I feel like he made his point. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I stand by they knew what they were doing the entire movie. Yeah, they they knew how bad it was. And they were like, I don't care. It's going to happen. It's like Kanye West's uh, The Poopity Scoop song. Hey, he that's knew. like a solid song, though. It, ex- the thing is, like, they did it well, but it was still a meme, Lift yourself, which means it it's bad. Lift yourself. That's also an entirely separate song. Like, the he's was just good. sampling a minute and a half of another song, yeah. and he comes in saying, Poopity Scoop. And that's the thing. He didn't make it. He just used it, and then he just said, Poopity Scoop. Like, that's it. He didn't put any effort into it, but he knew. He knew how popular it was going to get because it was a meme. The same know? way that Kevin James uses Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 as a platform to promote his political message. Exactly. What exactly. Is he created well, the we're, coronavirus. We're not, no. we're not here to get political. Okay, because to <laughs> I mean, be honest, I've never seen the movie or all of it. For which is wild because ugh, I've seen it so as many As someone times. who considers himself a cinema buff, it's almost it's borderline sinful. Yeah, my bad. There's also a thing. <laughs> I've seen it more side. times. While trying to watch Blart Side of the Moon, then yeah. I have actually trying to sit down and watch it. So there's it. a thing, Blart Side of the Moon, where you put, um, or no, Blart Side of the Mole. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Where oh. you take Dark Side, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, and you start it right at this certain point in the very beginning when this badge shows up. It's just perfect. You see this badge, dramatic lighting, and then this great album just starts playing the heartbeat comes in and yeah. it just fits the tone it's so dramatic the entire I, oh, the only and part that i remember is like when the bus or the, like the car hits the when one the milk person, truck hits the mom and it's like and it just a brief cr- it's beautiful <laughs> and at various points along the way uh, money gets shown when they're in this uh shopping center There's... and money gets shown when they go back to the shopping yeah, center too exactly the two scenes in the movie that are showcasing products and new items and yeah. this glorious golden lifestyle is the two times the money come on and every single time they show the love interest it plays a certain tune in the background it's in a couple of songs and it plays the exact same thing are we talking every about single time yes it's just all around beautiful, beautiful masterpiece of this. Like, I, I want to say it's an accident, but I don't think it is. Some of it lines up too perfectly for it me. Does. The, the whole film is just a masterclass. Yeah. Overall, amazing, beautiful. I actually gave a presentation in my public speaking class of why Paul Blart. Okay. Restart. We can only th- record thirty minutes max. Gotcha. Uh, well, I'm testing different. Like, yeah. Over the next few episodes, I'm going to test different software. This is Spotify software, Anchor, mm-hmm. where it's okay. entirely online. Yeah. But I'm going to try uh, Audacity. But Audacity was like screwing up last time I used it. Like it wasn't. It showed the mic, but it wasn't recording. Gotcha. And then I'll also try GarageBand. Yeah. That's really all for Paul Blart. Although I did not know that you actually did Oh, I gave a presentation in my public speaking class. The, the, the requirements were uh, give a uh, controversial speech. And a guy in front of me gave a speech about how he was adopted and how his parents not telling him really impacted his life. And I showed up and I walked in front of the class and I pointed to the board. Or I asked the class. I was like... Now, everybody, tell me your favorite comedy movies. Other people said some Adam Sandler. Some people said some, like, Will Ferrell. And I was like, interesting. 
And I pointed to the board, I clicked the button, and I said, let me tell you why you're wrong. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 <laughs> is the greatest movie of all time. And that's... It that's was, all there really is to it, to be yeah, honest. I, I actually broke down the entire movie of why each comedy thing, every single piece of comedy throughout the entire movie, every arc, the arc between the daughter and um the boyfriend and the dad like that little triangle was perfect throughout the entire thing and how it progresses towards the very end i love the dynamic between paul and the villains too the recurring yeah, villains I, who come back more I talked than about once. that the security guard the, the chief thug yeah the way they all interact with each other is kind of beautiful. i talked about like the dynamic of everything coming together for this entire like masterpiece and i think everyone loved it everyone clapped everyone was laughing i was I was taking the class by storm. Let me just tell you that. And I got my grade the next day, and it was a D minus. Uh, there you go. Because it wasn't controversial enough, which I think is bullshit. Because no, I feel I, like it was I don't think You just changed uh, everyone's mind. I think exactly, except for makes it controversial. What it, is it, 22%? Except for the professor. Apparently, I didn't convince him enough. And then apparently, I hit a very strong topic for him because he did not agree that Paul Blair Up 2 was the greatest comedy of all time, which I think it proves. Did he put point. on like the grade, like what was? Yeah. He said it wasn't controversial. Well, no, like the greatest mo- like comedy of all time. Did he put that? No, no. He just said that it was, it just didn't fit the criteria. And I it think doesn't sound wrong. like a very good professor. I think he should be fired. Yeah, it yeah. sounds to me like your professor is a simp. Yeah. <laughs> I see him in the class and I don't, or I see him in the hallways and I don't say hi to him. I know what he did to me. <laughs> you ruined your life. Yeah, you really did. Ruined. <laughs> All right, London, what about you? Okay. All right. You decided to do four. I'm going to do ten, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to spend like ten I'm minutes talking about it. One, so sorry. Yeah, I know. Okay, so you got top ten list. Letterbox, baby, okay? You got Goodfellas, The Graduate, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Social Network, Call Me By Your Name, Whiplash, Rushmore, Back to the Future, Django Unchained, and Boyhood. All right. All very solid choices. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember maybe three of what he just said. In <laughs> one year out the other. I, I really like Whiplash. Uh, that definitely made my top ten list. I also really like Whiplash. What was the third one that you said? I swear, the um, ending. It was the like 2001, I think. Yeah, 2001 Space Oh, The Graduate's a great movie, too. I love it. What a soundtrack. I seen The Graduate. It's so good. You're doing yourself a disservice. I have it, and I just haven't watched it. It's so good. The Was it Simon and Garfunkel? I no. couldn't help but notice that the film for tonight was not on your top ten, London. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it was not fine. that good. Yeah. Plus, well, the funny thing is, actually, actually, you haven't even seen it. Actually, it's that good. See, okay. The thing is, though, also, I've seen I the trailer. I understand, though, why he would not choose a top ten for the first time we're ever doing this because we would really want to wait until we're more experienced before we start throwing our top movies into the ring nah. to get a little analyzed. We got to get our personalities out there. It's well, a pretty, it, you have a pretty uh, very, uh, let's see, a critically acclaimed list. Okay. Well, and, it all is in the same vein of what those movies are trying to be. It's artsy movies. So you, you're definitely an artsy guy. How yeah. are they artsy movies? Back to the Future's on there. All right. Well, that's just you being a nerd. 
you play Minecraft. <laughs> I feel like there's a huge audience overlap there, yeah. especially considering probably what 60% of people on the planet have played Minecraft at this point. Yeah. yeah. There are boomers that like Back to the Future, my man. Came out in 85. I like Back to the Future. Oh, no, I know. I know. I'm saying I was agreeing with Blake. There's I like a the very second wide one. overlap here. Yeah. Oh, so you're okay. Just a, so that's, that's it. You're just a nerd who watches Back to the Future and plays uh, Minecraft. I think you're just oversimplified. Yeah, I don't know like what you're trying to do, <laughs> genuinely. Okay, well, movie of the week was Between Two Ferns. The movie, not the show on YouTube or Funny or Die. Wait, It's the movie. Shut up. The it's movie this the week mo- was Between Two Ferns. The movie. Yeah, yeah, Max didn't watch it, just so you guys know. I didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Now, let me explain to you this scene that I was described uh, yeah, half back, a year ago or a couple months ago. Or something it came out like in that. September 2019. I don't know when it came out. I did not know it was that recent. Yeah. So, Matthew McConaughey, he's up on the spot. He's between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis. And uh, what what seems to be a plumbing mishap. Yeah, Um, there's a drip. Yeah, it starts dripping. Um, And then everything goes wild. (laughs) The the water breaks through, kills Matthew McConaughey on the spot, and drags him out into the ocean. He's good. And it's just like the scene from Interstellar where he's just like out on that planet. He's crying. He's yelling, Murph. He's he's dying out there. I don't remember. And Zach Galifianakis (laughs) looks at the camera (laughs) and he winks and it fades to black. And that is the movie. And then it's a Lincoln commercial. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, that's not what happened. Let's remember that this man did not watch the movie. So I didn't see the movie. (laughs) So what happened? Okay, so well, in that scene in particular... They couldn't get out of the room because the, what is it? Zach told his assistant to seal it in together because they didn't, he didn't want sound coming through to the other side. So he sealed them all in do that for this. with like a bunch of glue. She and so they couldn't get out. And then Zach pulls a, a Kingsman and breaks through the glass. <laughs> they all come out. And Zach, uh, Zach's fine. And oh, his ferns get ruined in the process. And he's so freaking sad. out. Yeah, it was. It was very emotional. Oscar worthy, definitely. There were multiple people in that room with him as well. Yeah. When when he finally came to and was realized what had happened, obviously he did not go for any of the people around him. He immediately got the ferns, realized that they were destroyed, and began shrieking. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait. What happened? Okay, so he got the ferns and started freaking out. And then what happened after that again? I can't remember. Like, didn't something happen to the ferns like a second time? In the car crash. Well, there's that one, but like still in that same scene. Oh, he he was walking with them, and then he, he falls ripped. A, yeah, <laughs> and then they fell onto him, and he started shrieking even louder. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so London, I have a question. Uh, yeah. Why between two ferns? The movie. Oh, I went from a list of like stuff that I hadn't seen, but I wanted to watch, and it seemed pretty appealing. Okay. To you guys. Nice. So what was so, appealing for me is that movie has. Almost the same energy as like an SNL adapted movie. For example, yeah, for sure. the Blues Brothers. It's it's a movie that's adapted from the shorts they did, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it just it came across more like a series of unrelated vignettes. It's like yeah. I feel like nothing actually happened the entire movie. I felt like I the scenes you were just playing watching out the, the show. plot could have happened in any order, and the movie would have been exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. 
that's that's what you came for though you like the shorts on youtube or funny or die i also feel like he wasn't as antagonistic in the shorts as he was okay in the actual oh, no. funny you or think die they had series. to play it safe because it was a netflix a netflix movie even though netflix has some pretty edgy things i have out. to wonder because there's there was a big gap between this and the rest of the series so mm. it was it, it was the same kind of thing with Zombieland too. Like, why now? Why did they make this movie now instead yeah. of back in 2014? I actually, I actually have a comment on that. And I theorize that they made this movie as a giant admittance that all of it was fake. Because there, to this day, there were people who thought that his shorts like were real. They thought that the entirety of Between Two Ferns was real. And they always had questions like, why do these people keep coming? Because everyone knows what it is at this point. They must have not looked at the original website name because it's a comedy website. There was a lot and people basically just didn't realize it was real. So I think this <laughs> movie had two purposes. Make fun of him. Like he's the butt of the joke for this entire movie instead of the people on his show. And then basically admit, hey guys, this is fake just in case any of you didn't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> because... It got painfully real that it was fake. So. Yeah. One thing that I like, I liked in this, that Will Ferrell does a lot, where he like plays himself, but it's like a really douchey version of himself. Like he does that in the Lego Movie. His whole career has just gone in that direction. Yeah. Recently. It's what he did in The Office too. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, when he was sitting in his office with his legs up on the desk towards the end of this movie, my first thought was, oh my gosh, that's he looks exactly like he did in the office. He's talking yeah. the same way, he's the same character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kick the bag over. Can you not kick that hard, son? I love the nice guys though. When he uh the nice guys? Are you talking about the other guys? Nice guy, you're getting nice guys is the Ryan Gosling. The other one, I was Russell actually Crow. thinking in my head, I was like, the Ryan Gosling one is the other guys. No, so the other guys, uh, wasn't that when he played the like really nice cop? And, um, was it uh, Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg, he comes in and does this whole thing, but I love the whole bit where he plays a pimp mm-hmm. or whatever, like that. Big dog don't want no. <laughs> Big dog don't want no pussy. This man drank a two liter of diet coke in like the time he's been at my place. Yeah, it's wild. Another thing I find interesting about Will Ferrell is anytime you get him with another actor, it's always the same dynamic in every movie. So you look at Will Ferrell across from uh, who's his buddy in Talladega Nights, um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. And then you look at them in Step Brothers. They have the exact same relationship in those two movies. It's because it works. It's exactly. And, and I saw the same thing with Will Ferrell and Zach here in Between Two Ferns that I did in the interview. It hit Will Ferrell's relationship with actors in other movies is always the exact same yeah. when he shows up with them more than more than once. So I, the other guys and Daddy's Home, mm-hmm. him and Mark Wahlberg have the same dynamic yeah. between them. I do think he's been getting reality checks like Holmes and Watson. Uh, recently, where You're he's not relying just <laughs> on the dynamic of those two to have this funny story, <laughs> but it's not a funny story deep down. They're just relying on, hey, we're well, both feel in the like, same room. People like what we do. We're going to do yeah. the same bits. Well, it's like, hey, I'm Will Ferrell and I'm funny. And it's like, okay, yeah, to a degree. But like at one point, it's like, I feel like some people are like back in the day, like, oh, he's talking. This is funny. 
this is funny, guys. You should be laughing. And honestly, I feel like that's where Zach is for me now. I feel like his sense of humor hasn't changed since The Hangover. Yeah. And while I do appreciate what he does, and I think he has some great one-liners in the movie too, going back to the word ruined, when the when I think it's the car crash happens, he screams, my friends are ruined. <laughs> that was funny to me. Yeah. But the rest of his behavior, like he behaves like a kid. He jumps around and does his whole shtick. I feel like I've just seen it from him all the time because he's one of those actors that mm -hmm. plays himself in every movie. Oh, he doesn't yeah. play a character. Definitely. He just plays up what he thinks is funny, yeah. which is great. Yeah. But at this point, I feel like I've seen it all. I feel like he doesn't have that much more to show us, which is why this movie honestly didn't do a lot for me, mm -hmm. even though I like him as a dude. Well, My even, yeah. even if uh, even if he didn't do some of the stuff we've seen, the problem with acting adolescent in a uh, comedy now is that it's very limited content. And even if we haven't seen him specifically do it, it's been getting overused recently. That's why, mm, that, what is it? The, what was it we, that came out this year, like the three kids? What is, oh, uh, Good Boys? Yeah, that's, a, I like halfway through that movie, like we were sitting there, like my friends were laughing. And I was just like, this is getting real boring real quick. Because it's like they're doing this like immature stuff where it's like, we don't know what sex is. It's like, okay. <laughs> One, it's like I was a fan of Good Boys. South it had some good parts. It definitely wasn't a masterpiece of a comedy at all. Going back to like kids not knowing what that kind of stuff is, it's like South Park in its earlier seasons, they would mm -hmm. get confused by more adult topics, even yeah. though they were cussing and everything. The only thing adult about them was their language. Yeah. In later seasons, they ran out of that content, and so they just had to full on let these kids know what everything was. Yeah, later no, I think that made it better, Park. honestly. Yeah, in later seasons of South Park, they know the context in which certain situations are like made, and it makes the show better because they realize they were out of that content and decided to branch out. Exactly, yeah. and they still have something to say about it. And I think it's funny that you bring up South Park because I think South Park ran into an issue in the later 2010s that I have with Will Ferrell now is they were making episodes every week. They were yeah. they had their seven-day deadline, right? When the internet came around and when meme culture first started becoming a thing, they just couldn't keep up because trends were changing every week. Yeah. So what used to be news for six weeks might only be news for a couple days. Mm -hmm. yeah. and so by they the time content, South Park though. made an episode, the next week it'd be irrelevant. It'd, yeah. start, it'd start being, you know, people would say, oh, it's kind of cringeworthy. They wouldn't enjoy it as <laughs> yeah, much as they cringe. used to. And I feel, <laughs> cringe, like, I feel like they've kind of fixed that a little bit. I mean, yeah. the recent season I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's kind of what Zach's problem was in this movie, too. Again, why was this movie made now with a sense of humor that seems like it came from six years ago? Yeah. See, we talk about South Park and how the Internet changed it and how they started struggling as media evolved. Why has The Simpsons stayed where they are? Why have they been getting better? Have you seen well, any of the new say... Simpsons? I don't know. A lot, most I, people think that The Simpsons has declined. Most people would argue that they've been kicking and stabbing a dead horse since really? about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've seen a couple of the newer episodes, and it stays, it's a little bit dated, but it stays fresh. Like, it's still a little bit funny. Uh, what is it? The Simpsons movie still holds up. With all those references. While I do agree with that, I think the Simpsons movie was a diamond in the rough. You're talking to someone who That's watched true. a lot of Simpsons as a yeah. kid, for the record. So, the problem with the Simpsons, I'm sure you've heard the word flanderization before. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> flanderization, okay. So, this, this term is applicable to everything. Ned Flanders from the Simpsons. His character archetype is that 
he's the nice Christian neighbor, and he's yeah. friendly, and he's goofy. Howdly doodly. <laughs> That's his entire personality. That's all Ned Flanders comes down to. And then what ends up happening to the rest of the cast is that rather than having them be real, interesting, relatable characters, you know, you have episodes like the one where Bart fails his test after he actually studied really hard for it, and he breaks down in front of the teacher, and it's emotional, and you can feel those moments. Now, Bart's just this bad boy, and what he does doesn't have any consequences to him as a person. Nothing mm -hmm. changes for the characters anymore. Yeah. Homer is still a dad, and he's always been a goofball. He's always been a dumbass. He's always yeah. made mistakes. But now he's just an asshole father instead of a real father who really connects with his kids. Because well, I think it have... depends on the episode, like, really. Because I, I remember watching a recent episode where, like, he's, like, he actually, like, was trying to be good and change for the better. And just, like, it wasn't working out for him. Though, we were watching one of the, like, first season episodes the other day. And I haven't seen any of those. And I noticed and I pointed out that they haven't aged in all of it, like it's the longest running sitcom, right? Yeah. And they haven't aged a day at all. Yeah. Like Bart's still his kid and he's still skating around. And he's still doing the thing. So I do agree with that where they haven't evolved since then. They I just don't think there's much room for them to anymore because there's not a story for them to progress. So yeah. what do you do with those characters at that point? Because I doubt they have like, uh, along with that, I don't think they have like a large enough audience where it's like, whoa, they're actually growing up yeah. now consistently and, like, mm -hmm. no one cares now. I mean, at one point, you have to, like, pull a Futurama and just end it on, like, a big note. Just, like, boom, it's done. It's a good ending. What a great show. I love Futurama's, Futurama's timeless. If you're talking about a, a show that owns its own sense of humor, yeah. that's Futurama. I haven't watched a lot of it, but I did watch the finale. and Which one? There the were two. Season. Was that when uh, they lived till they were old? And like the where Fry and Lila with yeah, that's the one. the second thing I watched the end that of the show, and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing! That was a good ending. It sent it off really well. I feel like they need to do that with The Simpsons, and they have been branching out with that other show on Netflix, the Netflix exclusive Disenchantment. Disenchantment. Every time I've like wanted to watch, it, it's I hard started, for me. To I watched the first season. It was pretty good. It wasn't as topical as the simpsons because obviously it was set in this medieval universe you can't really work with that mm -hmm. but uh it was pretty good yeah mm. the main problem i had with disenchantment was i could tell it was going to get way too convoluted in the second season that's true because throughout the entire first season i was like yes i like this yeah i like what i'm experiencing last episode happened specifically last like 15 minutes of the last episode happened mm -hmm. it was too much for me i yeah. was like okay too many twists and next season there are going to be too many arcs to follow <laughs> which i think is interesting that they went into more of a story-based show like that because yeah. i mean that people wanted it to be a spiritual successor to futurama and futurama had like a couple episode long stories i think like but it was a bit show it's the heart. same yeah exactly and it was it was always full yeah. of those funny same and heartwarming bits and futurama and disenchantment, mm -hmm. yeah. Same guy, Matt Groening. Yeah, I actually didn't put two and two together at all, and I don't know why I didn't. Because with disenchantment, no Sism Simpsons. No, I knew disenchantment was by Simpsons. I okay. didn't put together Futurama. Yeah, because isn't better. like the main chick so like yellow? Yeah. Yeah, they're all the same design. Okay. Pretty much as Simpsons. I, mean, I haven't watched it. Just like nothing. That's the thing. Anything fantasy, it hard. It's hard for me to grasp onto. Like, and I, I, like, yeah. I can't watch Lord of the Rings. I've seen the first two. 
I just like nothing. Like it's not yeah. that I dislike it; just nothing about I, it makes me want to watch. I it. love D and D. I play D and D all the time, but yeah, I can't really get into uh, Lord of the Rings. Like I like it, and I can appreciate it, and I like all the battles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just recently tried getting into The Witcher, which I'm gonna give another try, but also a little bit hard to get into. I'm of the opinion that the games are the best way to get into that series. Yeah, it no well. The lore wasn't my problem. It was just I was just getting disinterested in like everything that was happening. But I, I feel like, that uh, for fantasy too. I feel like the problem with fantasy as a whole, especially for me, is that they want you to they want you to be invested in this world. But yeah. there's so much you have to learn about yeah. it in the process. And unless the process of learning about it is in itself yeah. interesting, like the characters it's are learning lot. about their world too, it, it's just too much for me. I feel yeah. like that's one thing that Harry Potter has going for it. Because like when I think of Harry Potter, it's a very small universe, and like with how big. It, it really is there's very different ways to go into that with like these new movie fantastic beast movies like you're learning a different part of that said universe but like those original eight movies like it's very small there's not a and lot we're introduced to the world as harry is every yeah. time harry yeah. experiences something new that's new to him mm-hmm. it's new to us yeah well that's the thing it's it has so much to work off of and you can start adding your own like things in like oh what if they did this what if they did that uh, with Harry Potter, but with Lord of the Rings, it's kind of set in stone. It's a battle. This is all happening. There's orcs. People are fighting, but that's why the universe like that goes into D&D and why I'm so much more interested because I don't focus on the main, oh, I'm a warrior going into battle with some guy in a dungeon for like five days. I'm using all of these crazy things. Like I'm trying to break D&D every single game. I like with D&D just knowing my character's place in the world, knowing mm-hmm. how he fits into yeah. the greater puzzle. Mm-hmm. Building on Lord of the Rings and stuff, I think what I've found is that the main thing in those series that's preventing people from enjoying them is the fact that you have to actively read or watch it. Yeah. you There is so much lore to learn that you cannot passively enjoy the content and still mm-hmm. know enough to know what's going on. Yeah, In, I actually, in the yeah. series Dune... Like in the first book of Dune, it's a big old boy. Like yeah. there's a lot of pages and it's very daunting. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually an active reader. Like when I was younger, I active read all the time. Yeah. And so I was trying to active read this book and I actually had to put it down the first time. And then I talked about it with somebody, my dad, and he said, okay, you can't, you can't try to memorize every little thing about the world that they give you. Mm-hmm. And I tried that. And if you just passively read Dune, and you just get the narrative of the story, yeah. it's a great time. Oh, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Because with, the same thing, it introduces you to the world one piece at a time. As exactly. Paul starts going on his adventure, he learns about the worms the same time that the reader learns about the worms. It's a new concept to him. So you're seeing it through his eyes. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, it's just a big old vomit of like lore and content on you. It's like in the first couple pages of The yeah. Hobbit, they go through this whole thing of yeah, what hobbits they really are. do. And none of it ever actually matters, but there are so many pages dedicated to it that you feel yeah. like you have to have this encyclopedic knowledge of what's going on. And I can see why people like that. I've actually started liking the, I don't like the Hobbit movies, but I do like how the Lord of the Rings movies tried innovating with film. That's what I've started to appreciate more. And that's why I go back to watch some things like how they worked with, how do I get Gandalf to be so much bigger than Frodo. Like, how do we do this thing? So they made this whole mechanical set that everything was moving to fit perspective and things like this. And the way that they evolved 
um, special effects, kind of like um, Jurassic Park did back in the day. And they pushed it even further, given the technology that they had. And um, yeah, there's what is that? Dogs in the back? I guess so. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they know we're recording. Scuttle. I'm very familiar yeah. with that noise. Uh, yeah, it was the technology, like the technological advancements throughout each of the movies and how they use miniatures to ex- to express all these giant scenes and how they use slow motion in those miniatures to give weight and size to all of these objects like walls being destroyed and armies being cloned by these really complicated things that they had to create for these armies like uh in the cgi uh what is it like i guess it's just code i i don't really know cgi too well uh i just have youtube knowledge but i know that it was a pretty big feat to make these armies because they didn't have all Did you say something people. about big feet? Oh yeah. It's yeah. not really I'm talking human. about feet. It's not really a coding problem because you don't have to have direct knowledge of code to manipulate CGI in most cases because it's mostly knowing how to make the models and move them. Yeah, I guess Lord of the Rings was using existing models where Jurassic Park they had to make their yeah. own code. The problem with uh, Lord of the Rings, I remember what you're talking about now. It was just so large in scale. Yeah, the the processing and like development of those models moving in that way was a massive problem. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now I would have liked to see more of those techniques in Between Two Ferns, the film. To be quite honest with you. Oh, exactly. Something what I would have loved <laughs> in an interview, for example. Let's say it's uh, maybe Patrick Stewart across from our man Zach Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. Now imagine the shot is filmed in such a way that Zach Galifianakis looks like he's nine and a half feet tall. How was he, Stewart's how was playing time. poop in the emoji movie game change into your acting experience? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us about the piece of shit that you feel like you've become, Mr. Patrick Stewart. Do so what was the highlight of this movie? I don't know. There wasn't real Eddie highlight. I don't was know. There it was just peak? more him like the dicking around movie, with, high, the with celebrities. The highlight of the movie was 100% Zach Galifianakis calling Benedict Cumberbatch. Dicker flick cabbage patch. <laughs> <laughs> so other than the interviews that were happening, like the story elements, were there any like big crazy things like the water incident in the very beginning? That, that was the only thing that actually took me by shock. That was it? They didn't was, one up the water? No, because that was, that was 100% practical effects. That's so disappointing. Like the, him swimming in the room was yeah. CGI, mm-hmm. clearly. But you could tell in the scene where they dumped the water. Oh, yeah. That was actually practical <laughs> yeah. effects. And it killed me. I feel like they would have tried more things like that throughout to keep it more interesting. It's kind of disappointing. And see, to me, it just wasn't that interesting. Have either of you guys watched Portlandia? I've seen parts of it. So Portlandia is great, but it's mostly just a bunch of unconnected vignettes. It's like loose stories that fit together as comedy sketches. Mm -hmm. And even though this movie was trying to tell a story, the bits that were in between the interviews just felt like unrelated sketches. I feel like you could have switched the characters out and have them be anyone else, and the scenes would work just as well. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why. From your experience with the movie? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, if you guys had to... I guess rank the movie out of like one out of five stars. Oh, better than The Godfather. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, From my personal experience, I would stars. say yeah. five stars. Uh, overall, as a movie itself, probably a mm, two. Yeah, that's, that's what like, I was thinking. As a comedy, 
I'll bump it up to three. I'd put it's, it at like a 114 a, somewhere in there. It's okay. not a bad <laughs> so, copy, but it also doesn't it doesn't really do anything for me. So it, it is a average comedy. I, I will not remember any of the jokes tomorrow. <laughs> if that tells you anything. I'll, I'll, I'll I feel outside, like I'll remember like the Benedict Cumberpatch jokes, but those, those are just jokes anyone makes, I was, to I be was honest. About to say, I will forever remember Dicker Flick Cabbage Patch. <laughs> As an outsider, hearing what you guys have to say about it, like it doesn't make me excited to watch this. But I, I of course, will. But no, you won't. I will. I, <laughs> you won't. It's, it's on my list. It's on my okay, Netflix list. Okay, it's on your list. But are it'll, you going to watch it'll it? It'll be watched. Probably like, not. It'll be watched in a year. They got picked up. All right. Silas has to pee. Yeah, was we're going to. Okay. An amazing movie. Yeah. That I didn't watch. Another one? We're gonna gonna keep going. No, we're gonna do our outro real quick. Do we have an outro? No, I was just gonna say goodbye and stuff. We're not gonna do anything special it there. Yeah, we can can get into a really heated argument, and then I mean, if we want to start keep talking, we can. It could start like getting really dark, and then you have to fade it out with some really happy music. Can we talk about how media 